As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. There are a lot of ways to define a team's style of play. The Athletic's John Muller has come up with another one. The Five Kingdoms of Football is a new graphical way to describe how teams play, and it's really just so interesting. John Muller is here to talk about it and why it makes one under-the-radar game this week much more interesting than you might think. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Monday, January 17th. But first, your TV guide for today, as usual, all times are Eastern, and it's a big day for the Africa Cup of Nations because it's the beginning of the final group games, and today is obviously Group A. Uh, both games kicking off simultaneously at 11 a.m., Burkina Faso versus Ethiopia and Cape Verde Islands versus Cameroon. Uh, Cameroon currently leading that group with six points, and Burkina and Faso and Cape Verde tied on three points, Ethiopia at the bottom with zero. So a lot can change, certainly, today, so I would definitely keep an eye on those games. Uh, it's also some games in Serie A. The pick of the bunch is probably AC Milan versus Spezia at 12.30 p.m. on Paramount+. Plus. Okay, let's get to John. Okay, I have with here with me John Muller. John, you write about analytics and data and all sorts of fun stuff for the Athletics UK desk, but you're going to be joining soccer every day on a hopefully regular basis to talk about those things and games that you think are interesting. Um, but before we get to the actual games that you think are interesting this this upcoming week, I can't have you on the show at this point in time without talking about your most recent big piece uh, for the Athletic UK, uh, the Five Kingdoms of Football. Uh, if you soccer everyday listener have not read this yet or haven't seen it around, like go find it, read it. It's super, super creative. And the best I can describe it at the start would be, uh, John took, uh, let's say data relating to a whole lot of top flight teams in Europe and plotted them on a map and then built like, a like an actual map, like a physical, like geography, you know, this is a country style map of where all those teams sit and where they, where they, you know, teams that are similarly stylistically similar are in similar kingdoms and you landed on five kingdoms and they're the five kingdoms of football. And I'm doing a terrible job of, of summing it up, but why, why don't you, why don't you help me out here, John? 
No, that's right. But but the key part is that the map is not a real map, right? So when I when I pitched this to my editor, <laughs> well, no, it's not. Like, like like putting clubs, you know, on the map of Europe. That's not fun. So no, I, there's there's this algorithm uh, called UMAP that is not worth getting into. But basically, it's magic, uh, and you throw okay. a whole bunch of stats into it. And it spits out essentially a map, right? It's it's a scatter plot where up, down, left, right don't mean anything, uh, but it groups teams that have similar playstyles according to the stats that you select next to each other, right? Uh, and and so in order to give this thing any kind of meaning, I had to turn it from this kind of like scatter plot in a void into a map that that we could kind of interpret. Uh, yeah. And and I did that by turning it into like the thing that you see on page one of every fantasy novel ever, you know, this kind of like very elaborate fantasy map with mountains and, you know, named forests and things like that. Naming yeah. the, the geographic features was the fun part for me. Cause it's <laughs> like, in order to give these things meaning, it was, you know, pick a, a geographic feature near certain teams that kind of explains what they're about. A lot of stuff named after managers. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's just so much here that that is my favorite. It's hard to pick a favorite, but I think the, my, the the part that automatically stuck out to me when I saw this incredible graphic right there at the at the start of the story that is the map that has all the sigils and 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 the signs and everything, um, the Valley of Meh is right in the middle <laughs> in between uh, all these different play styles. Can you can you describe what the the Valley of Meh as best you yeah, can? Yeah, so that's that's actually like an analytics kind of in joke. Uh, this dude Tom okay. Lawrence, who's the CTO at Statsbomb, gave a, a good talk a couple years ago on possession value models. Uh, like expected threat, which some listeners may have heard of, which the goal of these models is kind of to value every action in terms of how much it changes goal scoring probabilities. So not just shots like expected goals, but sort of like expected goals for every pass and tackle and all that. Anyway, so the takeaway from this possession value model wave is that stuff in the midfield doesn't really matter, or at least it's hard to tell which stuff matters uh, according to the data that we have right now. And so Tom called midfield the Valley of May, right? The the potential values get really high close to either goal. And in the middle, it's just kind of like meh. And that worked for these teams because, you know, you've got all these bunker and counter teams down at the bottom of the map. And then you've got, you know, your good controlled teams up at the top of the map. And in the middle, yeah, there's just kind of the Valley of May. Yeah. It strikes me when I'm looking at this at this map that it it is arranged based on play style and, and, and the various you know, statistical me- measures we have for all that stuff. But it is also separated by quality uh, in many cases. Like the best teams do all tend to play a certain way and maybe not the worst teams all, all tend to play the same way, but certainly like the teams that you think of as being extremely, extremely good, Real Madrid, Manchester City, PSG, Inter Milan, all these teams are grouped together up at the top of the map. Uh, what yeah. do you think that says about sort of you know, either either this particular project or maybe the way uh, football is going as a whole. Yeah, to me, that's totally fascinating because I, I very intentionally selected stats that wouldn't just tell me this team is a good team. There's nothing in here about goals or even expected goals or shots. Like I tried to stay away from the boxes and focus on what teams were doing kind of more generally with their passing and their defending and whatnot. Uh, yeah. But this algorithm kind of no matter what I threw at it, consistently sorted good teams up kind of together and then the bad teams were a little bit more spread out and it's just like there's this kind of Tolstoy thing going on here right like all happy teams are alike and each unhappy team is unhappy in its own way um and and I think that you know it kind of makes sense when you look at the stats that 
that you throw at it that like pass completion percentage, you know, obviously tends to concentrate towards the good teams or complete more passes. And that's partly because they just have better players who, you know, pass more accurately and control the ball better. But it's also partly because, you know, all of these stats that I picked, these kind of stylistic stats kind of go together, right? If you're doing one well, it will help you to do other things well, right? If, If you're really good at passing, it helps you to move your team kind of forward into the opposition half as a unit. And once you've got all your guys in the attacking half, it's a lot easier to press. Uh, and that makes it easier to, you know, control field tilt. That is keep the ball toward the opponent opponent's goal. And so sure. that's, that's kind of the thing that you see. Now there's still, you know, like there's still quite a lot of difference, even in that control kingdom of the really good teams from the East side, where you've got your kind of Arsenal and Manchester United, like good, but not really good teams that's uh, true. over to the West side where you've got your like hyper aggressive, you know, Bayerns and, and Liverpools and then kind of in the middle you've got your Manchester City and, and other teams that kind of are somewhere in between those two extremes. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The, the western edge of of the the controlled kingdom i guess is 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 what you call it is yeah. notably called Quap canyon which i think is great again i really can't emphasize i could i keep on smiling in the middle of your answers because i'm <laughs> gra- glancing over the, at the map and catching a new uh feature of the map name that i hadn't noticed before uh most notably this time uh Deitch's peak uh, down at the bottom of of, uh, of route one on the on the route one coast in the kingdom of bunker uh i mean i mean it's great stuff <laughs> it was so much fun there were there were a lot of readers who were asking me to like sell them this map so they could hang it on the wall and then there were a lot of readers who were telling me that this is the worst thing they've ever read so i really enjoyed <laughs> the different reactions to this thing that our, our experience with 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 fantasy type pieces like the, these when we've run them is that that those tend to be the two reactions you you either think it's the best thing you've ever read or the worst thing you've ever read uh another feature that i think is interesting on this map uh that i believe you were wanting to talk about in terms of this upcoming week's games i noticed that strasbourg is on its own island off yeah. to the side of the possession plateau, not even technically on the, on the mainland of the five, five kingdoms of football. And they have a game this week uh, coming up against Claremont that you identified to me before we started recording as a game you wanted to highlight. And it's frankly just kind of a random league on game to me. Yeah. But I'm really interested to find out why you think this game is so interesting. And I bet it has something to do with the fact that Strasbourg is there on their own island. Yeah, absolutely. So part of what's fun for me about this project is, you know, I watch a ton of soccer, but I can't watch every team enough to like really have a sense of their play style. And so for a club like Claremont Foot, who, you know, I think I watched part of their game against PSG, but that's it. I have no idea yeah. what they're about. 
they're a t- I know they're a tiny club, you know, who just came up from League Two, who has a, a manager who's just kind of bounced around in the lower French divisions. And yet there they are, you know, sitting up there with like the Italian giants in terms of their style. That's fascinating to me. I, I really want to know what they're doing, uh, you know, how such a small club can be up there. And then you've got Strasbourg. Uh, another thing that I did kind of in a follow-up piece to the Five Kingdoms uh, was look at how clubs have changed uh, from last season to this season. And for the most part, they don't, which I think is a good sign for how the algorithms are working, right? It, it really kind of nails where teams belong. But there are a few teams that have new managers who have like really notably changed their style. And Strasbourg was one of those. There's kind of this cluster of like kind of nondescript French teams in the counter style where they're decent <laughs> yeah. at passing, but like, you know, you really couldn't tell them apart if your life depended on it. And Strasbourg was one of those last season. And this season, they're up there in the control kingdom, sort of, almost. They're they're like yeah. off the edge of the like, they're good at passing the ball, but not really good at defending eastern coast of the control kingdom. Uh, yeah. So I think that that's part of what we'll see is that Claremont is probably a little bit more defensively stout. But I love when a new manager is able to like actually change the style of a team. And I love like trying to see what, what he's doing. So I want to go back and watch Strasbourg from last season too. And then, and then watch this game. And compare it. That'll be really interesting. And yeah, you're right. Claremont is right up there in the control kingdom, right next to a couple teams like Inter Milan, Juventus, Atletico Madrid. Right. Like how did, how did that happen? One. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Strasbourg is defending uh, the entry to the Pochettino Inlet up there in the control <laughs> into the control kingdom. So it'll be super interesting. If you're able to find a way to watch Strasbourg versus Claremont, uh, <laughs> please do it because John says it'll be interesting. So therefore, it must be interesting. Uh, you know, TV another, another game that that kind of is almost exactly like that, but in England, yeah. is uh, Brighton versus Palace, which is happening right now as as we're recording this. Uh, okay. which also Palace, you know, has kind of moved up from the lower messy bunker counter teams into the kind of mid-table teams. Brighton is another small team that's overperforming. And frankly, it's a slaughter right now. Brighton is, is really dominating <laughs> Palace, which is great. Like, it's it's cool to see a small team that registers in the data as like an elite team playing like an elite team against another Premier League side. Were there any other teams in this map as you were doing it that really surprised you where they where they placed? Like you obviously named those two, but uh, you know one thing. Do any other stand out? One thing that surprised me a little bit was how close Barcelona has edged toward that kind of German group of teams that really press and play direct more than they like controlled circulation. Uh, yeah. And I think that just says a lot about kind of where Barcelona is at this season. And I'm sure that after a season or two under Xavi, they'll kind of swing back uh, toward the more balanced teams. But right now they really, and, and Chelsea has kind of inched that way as well this season. Both of those teams are a little bit more direct and a little pressier than you would usually think of them being. Well, it'll be definitely very interesting. I would imagine that you'll be tempted to do this again next season or at I'm, some point next season to see, sure to, see happen. to see how the kingdoms change. But for now, it's uh, it's a really incredible visual and a really incredible story. John, thanks for coming on the show. And I look forward to having you back to talk about uh, stuff that's upcoming every single week. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. The show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year's subscription to The Athletic by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening. Happy soccer to you all.